Hello and welcome to the No Topic Podcast. I am not your usual host, Ruben Elliott Fisher. And with me today is Lizzie Rose and Ryan, who has never ever told me his last name. <laughs> We're off to a great start. It's, it's Irwin? Ryan Irwin, really? Why would I lie about that? Ryan Irwin? Irwin. You That's could pick any Irwin. name to be your last name at yeah. that moment. You could have uh, told Calrissian. me a straight up lie. Cal- Cal- Ryan Calrissian. <laughs> I'm Lando's son. Lando. <laughs> totally believe. I buy it's it. slightly paler. I am a big fan of yours. I have a Star Wars mug with me today. It's exclusive from Switch Is that from the new one? Yeah, this is from Rogue One, which I actually really enjoyed. It was, it was all right. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No. Have you seen it, Lizzie? No, I never saw it. Oh, well, then we can't talk about it on this <laughs> podcast. But topic one is screwed. So we are three people who... We, wait, have you guys been on the No Topic? You guys have... These two have not been on the No Topic podcast mm-hmm. before. No. So Ryan and Lizzie are our two co-op students who are just kind of hanging around, I guess. Yes, we, we refuse well, to leave. They refuse to leave. They're on, they're on leave. Um, protest. You're protesting. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, we're protesting yeah. so we can be paid now. Yeah. That's what it is. Protesting, they want payment. <laughs> it's really a matter of uh, labor, laborers' rights. What's the word I'm looking for? Nope, nothing. <laughs> laborers' rights. When you just... <laughs> co-op rights. <laughs> so none of us being... Um, vet, uh, what's, the, what's the word? Um, none of us have really been on this show quite often, so we don't really know how No Topic operates. Yeah, I'm really interested in uh, figuring out what, where we go from here. Where, 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 do we, where do we go from here? I'm really interested in learning what the topic is of the show and kind of how all that works. The out. ultimate goal of this show is to avoid awkward silences. <laughs> Failed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> So we go now. Oh, <laughs> so we so we go now. Yep. So I think I think our go-to topic in for when we don't have a topic is when we talk about time alore. We have to talk about time alore since time alore is not here today. Uh, he's you're our normal, normal host, host of the show. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's our normal host of the show, and he's in Florida at the moment. I don't know too many facts about him, but I can make stuff up. I guess we can we can right? make <laughs> up. Stu- we get to make fun of him because he's on the show. Originally, he was actually going to Skype us while we're on the show. We could like try and set that up now, but it would just be a whole lot of us sitting around on our phones, which would not be interesting at all. Not really. (laughs) Not for them. I'd like it. Um. What was like, what was Ty's purpose for like the show? Like why did he start with the No Topic podcast in the first place? What do you mean by what was his purpose? Like when he he thought of it and he was like, I want to make a podcast and I want to like why would you start a podcast if you were to start a podcast? What would it be and why, why would you start it? Oh, if, well, if I was going to do my own podcast? Yeah. yeah. I've put some serious thought into this before. Okay. <laughs> why would you laugh at that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Ryan's got ideas and dreams. No, that's not what I mean. I've put some serious thought into this before, as I was saying. And I think a really good idea for a podcast would be have, have guests come on and have them... Uh, well, everyone has that one thing that you like that no one else likes, right? Oh, yeah. Or like a very unpopular opinion. I yeah. think it'd be nice to have people defend their unpopular opinions. Ooh. Oh, that would be really good. You really... I don't think I would enjoy being on that podcast because I, t- I get, like, really personal when I get, I get going on stuff like that. <laughs> All right, but, like, what's an opinion you have that a lot of people don't share? A lot of people don't share. Uh, I grew up probably, like, borderline racism. <laughs> like, that, like... I don't know. Like, is that is that something that would we'll be on the show where like, people are like, I'm, ra- I'm racist? <laughs> are you saying that you're a borderline racist? No, I'm saying I was raised in a community where it was just a purely Caucasian community. So when I when I when I transferred from there into like places like Toronto, it wasn't that I was like 
I do not like a certain type of people because I don't want to be around them. It was more so taken out of my comfort zone. <laughs> what about you, Lizzie? Are you a racist? I'm not a freaking racist. <laughs> don't throw me in this position, man. I'm just saying it took adjusting. All right. Oh Ryan, See, that I was would be an example that you have for your podcast. <laughs> yeah, pick, you pick, pick, pick your, so, your okay. defensive defended so, position here. All right, well, I've defended this one hundred times in my life because I've always been very interested in film. I've always been very interested in the analysis of film, and uh, I'm going to school for film. Mm. Yeah, so uh, the thing that always gets people in is when I tell them that my favorite movie of all time... Is Twilight. No. <laughs> in a way, that's it's worse. Uh, <laughs> National Treasure with Nicolas Cage. <sighs> Favorite movie. So I've it's a perfect film in my eyes. I've heard this before. Really? Why, why, why would you say that? Like, why, why would you think that it's a perfect movie? Honestly, I have no idea. I just, w I can watch it at any point. Actually, I can kind of argue this. I can watch it at any point in my life. When it's on the TV, I'll stop everything I'm doing and I'll kind of watch it. And, and it always kind of gives me the same, the same, like, feelings when I watch it. Oh, okay. Like, it's exciting no matter what, even though I know it's going to happen. Spoiler alert, they steal the Decla Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that happens. What if we so wanted to watch it? I've it's seen in the already. trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen it, I have to admit. I, I'm not a big fan of Nicolas Cage, so. He's amazing. <laughs> so then, if you like that movie so much, what do you think of uh, like Indiana Jones and stuff like that? Because it's, it's along the same genre, oh, it's they're, adventure. They're also great. Like, but you prefer National Treasure like over Indiana Jones? For instance, is it's objectively a better made film than National Treasure. But you like National Treasure. But it's Treasure. not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> When you're looking at film, there's different. There's two different things you can categorize it as. Okay. There's uh, there's quality, which is objective, and you know things are good or they're bad. And then there's uh, charm. I like this or I don't like this. They're, they should be separate. Quality and charm. Yeah. Fast and Furious, not a great made series. But Very charming, charming movies. Oh, okay. Tokyo Drift is a modern masterpiece in that sense. Hmm. Space Never Jam, terribly made. Space Jam is a quality movie. That's a good movie. You love it. Don't you? You love <laughs> yeah. it don't you? Okay, okay. I'm charmed but it's by it. I'm a charmed terrible by it. film. Oh, okay. So, so quality is more of a critical opinion of a film it's rather than objective uh, and subjective, right? Yeah, yeah. Objective and subjective. Any, like you're passionate about it because it's it's charming to you. I see all the flaws in National Treasure. I know they exist. I'm not going to say it's a perfect film, even though I did probably like a minute ago. Welcome to, the, this is the podcast where we uh, contradict each other, or, or contradict ourselves more so than each other at any given moment. Art is subjective. Everyone likes things that other people don't like. We also like contradict Lizzie do something like that? I don't know. Any impossible <laughs> opinion? Maybe, really? okay, maybe my opinion about like Star Wars and stuff like that, because I've never seen the movies, and I'm not like a fan of it. Do you have a reason for never watching the movies? I just like never felt the need to. Like, I always kind of knew the ideas behind it, like the like big spoilers of all the series, but like I've never watched it, never thought I needed to. And when the new one came out with like Disney, I was not interested. So you were even less interested in it because it has to do with Disney? No, I like Disney. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, it's just not your genre of movie? You're not like into I guess a lot of so, sci-fi yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. But along the same lines, like would you acknowledge that they're good at least? I mean, you haven't seen them. She has so not, so, her, so she can't even say. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's hard dealing with someone who's never seen any Star Wars movie. That's so rare in today's society. It's a staple, almost. In well, it, yeah. But the thing is, it's not. It's not like an Alfred Hitchcock style of, of staple. Where it's like, watch this movie because it's a it's a quality cr a classic of a certain style of filmmaking. It's just a really cool movie. 
or I, I will cut you off there because like the first, the first Star Wars and definitely Empire Strikes Back are quality films. Oh, they, yeah, they're, they're, they're quality. I'll say Empire that. Empire being the best sequel ever made. But I feel like they're known more so for just being cool movies and less about... Because like Hitchcock is like, watch what he does with the camera angle here. No one says that about Star Wars as much as they yeah, say... Like, when's the last time you actually cool. watched a Hitchcock film? I've probably only seen two, and I probably watched them when I was like 10. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Overrated. <laughs> they're, they're hipster films, hipster films. Weird obsession with birds. Yeah, it's a strange thing. If you were a film director... What would be like? You know how they, like Hitchcock had birds and, and other like J.J. Uh, Abrams. It's the lens flares. What would be your like staple if you were like a film director? What would be the thing you include in every one of your films? Hmm. Lizzie, what would you use? Because I, I feel like know. you could pick something interesting. But I don't know. I don't know if I'd want it to be more of like if you used something and kind of set it up as like an Easter egg in the films, or if you'd always want it to be like. Uh, like a special effect or something that you use and people would like recognize you for that and that's kind of and you kind of make that like your brand it's like with like um, uh, oh what are the movies like with Monsters Inc and all those old movies and how they all like intertwined with one another because mm -hmm. they have like the little characters in each oh scene yeah. and then people would notice that and then they have like fan theories that like the girl in Monsters Inc is the mother in Toy Story and they figured all that oh out yeah, because of all the little do, toys like, the and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, sl yeah. slow down. <laughs> <laughs> and then she also has like a plushie of Nemo in the corner of her room yeah. and stuff like that. So they, they just kind of like add little models in here and there to kind of tie them all together. Mm -hmm. That's just like fun nods though. We don't, you don't need to yell conspiracy theory on me. Do it, do no, people do it all the time. And they <laughs> do it with like the Disney ones too. Like they did it when Frozen came out because they made this like huge thing about the idea that like when the parents died, um, they didn't actually die in the shipwreck right away. They like ended up on an island, and then they were killed by an animal on the island, and they ended up being like Tarzan's Tarzan's parents. And it was like it was like a huge thing. I Whoa, swear. that's a that's a fan theory I have not His heard. His parents before. were gorillas, though. No, he no, was no, raised by gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> just messing with you guys. So wait, 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 wait. So you're, you're, we're saying that you're saying that you would you would make your kind of director staple a little bit more like what Pixar does, where it's like objects that are there that can generate conspiracies linking all of your films together. I feel like I would probably want to do something like that because it's smart. Because then when you see those connections, you're like, oh, I've seen that character before. What movie is that? And then it probably makes the people want to see the other movies. And it find more connections to... It generates more fan interest. It's like yeah. a marketing strategy. Yeah. Have you thought of one yet, Ryan? Oh, yeah, no, I've had mine forever. And I kind of realized that, that I already kind of do it because... Well, just when I was going through school and stuff, you make videos for but the same type of thing in all of them. It was always a, it was always a joke, the same joke that was I used in every one of my videos, and uh, I'd probably continue that if I was a director in this hypothetical world. But uh, <laughs> you know, like when a scene starts mm -hmm. in like a show or something, and you only hear the punchline of a joke, and you have no idea what the beginning of that joke was. Oh, okay, yeah. And everyone laughs, and it's kind of like used to establish with their friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the one I always use is just someone the using the punchline of. Oh, so anyway, that's why I don't go to bar mitzvahs anymore. Oh. And then people just laugh. So you've used much. that in multiple movies so far? So many things. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would definitely continue that, because I think it's a very funny line. <laughs> well, when I, I, when, I, when I was thinking about it, the, like, the two finished films that I have right now, I can't actually even say that, one of them I'm still working on, but like the feature-length film I'm working on right now and like, the short I've done in the past, both have scenes in a graveyard so far. So I don't know, like... And I, and I was even thinking about like, like the next film I would consider working on. I was like, maybe I should include a scene in the graveyard because it is so much fun to shoot. 
And every time I watch movies with graveyard scenes, I just yeah, think they're... Graveyard's they're, really fun, I find. Yeah. It's just such a... When you think about it objectively, it's such a surreal location. Like, here is a giant plot of land with random little squares of rock lined up. Like, if you were, like, a, like an, an animal and you walked into this area, you'd be like, heck is this? Like, this is a really weird forest. There's just really short, stubby stone trees everywhere. It's a surreal location. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me. <laughs> Anything sounds crazy if you describe it that way, though. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. I mean... I think it sounds cool. Humans sitting yeah, sitting together in chairs and shooting each other. Like having like your thing as the graveyard. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not saying that graveyards wasn't cool. I'm just general. saying. Like, well, I, 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 I think directors. I think directors have done that though before. Like, have a certain location as their kind of staple thing. Yeah. Yeah. People use that kind of stuff all the time. I think it's bold for someone like J.J. Abrams to have his staple be lens flares. That's, that's a bold. That's move. not really his staple though anymore. Like well, when you think about it, you he, take the, you take the he some did it in like that one like, Star Trek movie, and everyone mocked him for it. But now he's years. just no, like if you say JJ Abrams, and like someone's like, oh, who's that? Oh, is that that lens flare guy? That's how he's known now. That's like his thing. Not for directing the Force Awakens. Did he put lens flares in what Force Awakens? No, what? no, no, really? I don't think so. There's probably one, but but it, like that would be a bold move to make that your staple because it's like that's just a random occurrence that happens just with most light. films, and then but you just make that your thing like every single scene, just like a lens flare. We need to have more lens flares in this podcast. Yeah, what's something that we could do here at Faux Pop? Oh, no topic, our, like, po no topic podcast. Uh, <laughs> this director's stable would be great. Well, the Faux Pop thing has just so far been kind of throwing faux in everything. That's true. Because it's like the Faux Topic true. podcast. Yeah, the faux, yeah we, or, what, or like you guys, like, you guys did what the faux? That's true, that's true. That, when we like started, we had what the faux for that, like our little That podcast show, that, that we never I want to start right now. On the internet. Crowdsource yeah. Kickstarter. Click the link above to <laughs> get what the faux on the air. Because really, I think it's a really interesting podcast. What would the goal for that be? <laughs> for what the faux? $300,000. Wow, okay. And it all goes to me. Just like how this really podcast is sponsored by Time Allure who is fronting yes. each person on the podcast $1,000. So if Jeremy steps in front of the camera, then that's $4,000 for this <laughs> podcast. Because we said that here, it's legally binding. It's, yeah, it's yeah. legally yeah. binding. Yeah. Yeah. Ty I'm, now has to give us each $1,000. I'm a, I'm a lawyer, so I'm a notary I lawyer. will come on this show more often. If <laughs> we <laughs> pay paid by Ty. I want to keep coming back again and again, mainly just for the money. Also, everybody washes get $1,000 too. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, Ty, you're not going to want us on here anymore. Yeah, Ty's going to come back, and the episode after this one, next week's episode is just going to be Ty just so mad at us. It's like, they're never coming on this podcast. He'll, he'll he'll to his topic will just be ranting about us the entire So last week's podcast was a sham. We're not <laughs> allowing any of those people on the podcast anymore. Do not worry, folks. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming back, Lizzie Ryan. Let me just open by saying I hate both of you. <laughs> No, I want all three of us to be guests on the next one. We'll just like squeeze in just the two I was going to say, how would we fit because this table is so small already? I'll just sit on Ryan's lap and make him ridiculously uncomfortable. Not comfortable with that. Yeah. Sorry. But I'm not really comfortable with anything. Well, I'll, I'll, keep, you, I'll keep you quiet and then I'll just talk. <laughs> I'll take the hands. I'm done. I'll finish talking. <laughs> well, to cover that topic. Oh, man. All right. So I actually did not. I don't think any of us have actually paid attention to how long we're supposed to go. We've gone 30 minutes. We've got 30 minutes. We've got another 30 minutes to talk about. Oh, you're passing talk about the Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about We're Ryan. We're going to talk about Ryan. Good. God. <laughs> this, is my, this is my least favorite topic. I or mean, my most favorite, depending on the day. I have to admit, myself is one of my favorite topics, talking about myself. Really? Yeah. Although, I do like when other people talk about me, even if it's bad. And I'm in the room and I'm like, they're talking about you me. You wouldn't like someone talking negatively about you. 
surely. Right? It, only if, if they don't know that I know they're talking about me, that's good. Because then I can like I can show up like so. Um, I've heard people saying about the, around the area like this thing about me, and then someone's like, "Oh shit, he knows." And then it's just like th that moment where they realize that you know. Okay, so so you don't like people saying negative things about you. You just like starting shit. Yeah, is what I get from that. <laughs> yeah, I just like watching people's like brains desperately scramble to like find the next thing to say. That's why I just threw that topic at you. <laughs> it's like, so Ryan, pick a topic for the next 30 minutes of conversation. Jeremy's trying to cue us on pasta. Mm, that Can't looks like a pancake. I I oh no, it's a sandwich. Oh, it's me. Is oh, it me? Oh, it's a, uh, okay. Is it a sauerkraut yeah. sandwich? Oh, ew. It's a fucking disgusting sandwich. Can you say that on the show? Can we swear on the what, show? What sandwich? It's a no. mm, <laughs> disgusting sandwich. You said the S word. It's a mm, <laughs> disgusting sandwich. Like we don't use that word in this household. I've actually, I maybe have had like one bite of a Reuben, the sandwich. Um, and it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite sandwich. Do you guys like Reuben sandwiches? Oh, we got favorite sandwich now? This is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> I came on today. Today is Wednesday, which means Turkey Club at Subway. <laughs> You have a sandwich schedule? <laughs> no, I actually just made that up on the spot. I have no idea what sandwiches is today. We're gonna get like some angry like YouTube like what no is topic flamer? podcast sponsored by Subway. <laughs> Subway. We're gonna get like some flamer on like YouTube. Eat fresh logo somewhere then. Talk fresh, fresh oh, topics. Fresh? Topic fresh, T fresh topic. I don't know. The fresh topic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you were actually going somewhere before I totally jumped on the oh, sandwich yeah, topic. Sandwich Was I? Topic. Yeah. You're so excited to talk about your favorite sandwich. That was actually sarcasm, but oh, let's go for it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite sandwich, Ryan? I actually don't know. I don't eat a lot of sandwiches. Classic PBJ. Do hamburgers count? Sure. Oh, As no. a sandwich? I, no, I hate burgers. They're not a sandwich. I don't like burgers either. Wait, you hate them so they're not a sandwich? They're just like not good in general. I'm just like a ridiculously okay, peak. still a sandwich. No, it's not a sandwich though. Like a, it's a burger. If you classify sandwiches as two pieces of like bun or bread or whatever with meat in the middle and like some veggies and stuff, it's a sandwich. And you do. Everyone does. Unless if you just say it's bread and not a bun. Yeah, but that means that's two different things. Any sandwich that isn't on just well, plain bread isn't a sandwich. Then then Subway sandwiches aren't sandwiches because they're, they're on a bun. They're not on yeah. bread. Well, what are they then? <laughs> oh, they're subs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Another classic another example of the English language, like a Subway can be a thing that you ride to your job in the other side of Toronto or it could be something you eat. <laughs> no, you're right. I have nothing to add. <laughs> so I heard an interesting thing on a podcast I listened to the other day where my dad gets going on and on about um, millennials and, and the internet and how it's like, this is what the internet does to kids, that because of this, we now have, you know, this is like panic moment. Now that all kids have cell phones, the world is screwed. So I was listening to a podcast the other day where he was comparing how like everyone looks at like, here's a picture of the subway. Notice that no one is talking to each other. They're all on their phones texting away. And so the, he pulled up an image from uh, about 1890, I think, um, of an article in the newspaper with a picture of like the New York subway. And it's like the, it's like articles like titled something like the end of the social world as we know it or something like that, or like the social epidemic of our, of our time. And it's just everyone on the subway with their nose in a newspaper. So then newspapers were going to like ruin the social infrastructure of humanity. We're not just going to talk to each, we're just not going to talk to each other anymore. And so they thought that this was it. This was the end. And now you don't see a single newspaper on a subway and you just see everyone on their phones. 
So I thought that was really interesting because it's like, yeah, everyone thinks that phones and, and, and the internet is just going to screw us up and make us the broken generation that screws up and ends everything. But it's just another example of a new and exciting thing that we then have to kind of get over and then get back to just living normally as we usually do. But that applies to everything, I mean, right? Like the uh, Every like, new technology. Well, every, no, everything people remember about the past um, is always going to be coded in hindsight. You're always going to kind of think, oh, things were good back then because the bad things are always stick in your memory. We forget them and we let them go. So we only really remember the good things about the past. So that's happened forever. It's just a cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Of, oh, the new, gen the new generation's wrecking everything. They're going to ruin everything. I have no doubt in 30 years I'll be saying that. <laughs> yeah, our, our, our kids' kids or whatever, I mean, like they're, the, they're the ones that are going to screw up the world. We're just going to have a wrecked generation. Yeah, like I'll sit little Ryan Jr. down and I'll just say, you're what's wrong with society. You specifically, please stop. But it's an interesting thing, like, where we grew, we grew up, like, I mean, we, d we still did grow up with the internet. Like, the internet is pretty much, I think, exactly as old as I am. I think it, public domain internet was, like, 1995 or something like that, right? Or was it older? I have no idea. I don't actually know no, either. I think it was probably around, around that time. But, like, still, I remember, like, a large part of my childhood not reliant on a computer or TV, because my family just didn't have TV. So I spent a large portion of my childhood playing pretend and, and with actual physical toys with my friends and stuff like that. But then, if I were to turn around and think about, like, if I had kids 10 years from now or whatever, and they, uh, like, they have like tablets and phones and stuff like that, it's kind of terrifying because like, I don't have any reference point uh, from my childhood. And like, I just played with action figures. I don't know how to deal with a kid who just has a tablet and mm -hmm. is on it all the time. And you kind of like panic and go, is this healthy or not? That's true. Hmm. Yeah, well, I can see that. But like, do you encourage quote unquote bad habits and how do you tell if they're good or not? What the heck are you pulling up, Jeremy? Kids and Just phones. Pictures of children. Are you gonna on pull up my pull up a picture of my children, Jer? Your future children. That, that's possible. No, but I think um, I don't think that's gonna be a problem, really, personally. Because we you're still, you're still our lives are surrounded by technology now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're used to living with it. Like you know in your head what is safe to do from the most part on the internet and what's not safe to do. I don't think you're gonna have a problem teaching your kid about that. Hypothetical children, of course. Hypothetical. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hypothetical. Completely. <laughs> welcome to the hypothetical podcast. Um, yeah. Mm. Oh no, it's a, it's just it's just a. I think every generation kind of turns on and says, "Well, it's a wild, crazy world, and your your kids just gonna, you just hope for the best. They turn out okay." <laughs> well, and the the whole like thing with kids using technology is such a hard topic right now too, because like even in the school systems and everything, like over at my high school, I know. I think there's like a certain grade right now where all throughout the kids being in high school, they've all had their own like iPads and stuff like that. And I don't know, I'm, I'm that person that believes that I think like kids being so young with the technology isn't that good of an idea. Like I get how like over years it's gonna adapt and be like the one main thing for everyone. But like, I feel like when kids are always on their iPads and like talking to each other through group chats and playing games like that and everything, like they don't, learn how to develop their like social skills enough so that Definitely, when you're actually yeah. talking to someone in person like they don't know what to say like you can't send like i can't send you an emoji right now to talk to you you like, have to use your face yeah, yeah. how do you work that tool? you can literally smile <laughs> they're actually wrong in this point but like i don't know i i don't know i'm one of those people that so you're trying to say that like um 
internet and like text communication and stuff is wrecking how we actually communicate in real life? I think it generates a certain amount of anxiety. Yeah. And like, like I was saying to my mom the other day about um, if you grew up in an abusive home, you're more inclined to retreat into like these fantasy worlds like long-term games like World of Warcraft where you can just constantly be playing a new mission or something like that. Because in those situations, if you're confronted by something that scares you, you can always hit pause, you can always hit escape, you can always back out. Whereas if a guy is coming at you in the school hallway and he's going to kick your ass, you can't just go pause, I'm going to go grab some Cheetos and come back, and then we're just going to keep going with this. But like you have, you have to deal with it up front and personally. The desire for people to like kind of leave everything in their life behind has always been there. It's just totally the internet. It wasn't um, as easy to find people who were in your bubble, right? Mm -hmm. People find people who think the same way you do and have the same views as you do. You just used to be around. You just used to be around the people um, you were around, right? You didn't have a choice but that. But now you can kind of go on the internet and you can talk to just the people you want to talk to. Yeah, I think that's there's pros and cons to that. And in and like versus like even in small communities versus large communities where you have fewer people around, so your certain social profile might not be as prominent in a certain area around here, whereas in larger cities you might be able to have an easier time finding people similar-minded to you. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. change is a, the change is a big aspect of the game um, when something as big as the internet comes into society. I said, a while back I said to a friend of mine that the three things that I think the world is still struggling to get over is nuclear power, the internet, and at least on paper, general equality through all people, whether, whether gender, race, because you know, if, if you look on the news, it's always those three that someone's talking about. It's that the threat of total self-annihilation, um, general gender rights, uh, race rights, etc., parades going on in certain towns, and whether or not our kids are turning into mindless zombies because of exposure to too much of certain content on the internet. But those are uh, universal things, right? Like fear of annihilation, fear of the unknown, um, fear of the unknown is probably more the internet, but like just um, worried about like racism and acceptance and that kind of thing. And then like worrying about the new generation. Those three things have been around forever and they're going to continue in the future in new forms, no doubt. Like people used to be worried like, oh kids are, kids are going to movies now, the movies are like a thing yeah. people have. They're gonna, it's going to rot their brains, it's going to eat them out, look at all the violence in these movies. And, and really it's just a new technology. Yeah. Just always, we're always just uncomfortable with something. People are scared of what they don't understand. Yeah. People like to being, um, they like being comfortable. Yeah. So when something comes along to shake that up, people get scared. So what, what age for kids do you think is the best time for them to start being influenced by technology and media and all that stuff? Like when do you think is the best time that you can say to a kid, like here you can play on an iPad or you can go watch TV or go on Facebook or whatever. That, those are different, right? Like, so for instance, I was uh, probably watching TV since I was very young, like no doubt. But I didn't get, I didn't get a phone or something like that until I was in grade 10, until I was in like halfway through high school. I got a phone in grade six. Yeah. But it was like, it was like one of those not really phones. You could like, I could add contacts, but my parents had to add the contacts and then I just had like two buttons from mom and dad. And then I got like an actual phone because it, so it still had like a SIM card. It was still an actual phone, but it, it was very limited. Limited. Um, it was called like a Firefly, and it was very limited usability. But then I got an actual phone like around grade eight. 
But I, like, like I was the only one in my class with a phone, so I couldn't talk to any of my friends. So it was just like, <laughs> sweet, I have something I can call mom and dad with. Um, I have a hotline to my parents. That's what I've always wanted. <laughs> but I didn't actually have like any kind of way of getting TV if I really wanted it, unless I went to my, my grandma's house on 7 o'clock on Thursday to catch Spider Riders or something. Um, what? <laughs> okay, I admit, I watched that show. It was a good I show. I recognize that title, but not anything else about it. It's a good show. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, so I was a polar opposite of you. Like, I, had, I had a phone early, but I didn't really ever have any exposure to TV. But I think internet, it's difficult because, like, you can know, there's some 13-year-olds or younger who are really mature who could know what to do with it, and then there's some people who are, like, 17 and still probably would abuse their ability to use internet. Yeah, it's, it would really depend on the kid, right? Mm -hmm. Like anything with children, it's by basis, because like, we try to treat them all the same, and they're just not the same, because no people are the same, right? Not each family disclosure, I guess. There's definitely similar things between all of them, but they're not exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So if, one, if you think of a kid and you're like, oh, he's mature, you can probably handle this. No matter what age he is, you'd probably go for it, mm -hmm. as long as he's mature enough. And at the same time, it's like, as long as you are compassionate and empathetic and patient, I think it's, I can't, I guess it's a blanket statement, but I think it's generally not very easy to really screw up a kid, like 100%. Like, unless you're like exposing them to like really dark matters and ignoring them and not, you know, really giving them any compassion or empathy at all, then you, you might raise a serial killer, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fully agree with that. And I've talked to you guys about this before. We talked about this yesterday, actually. I've worked with children uh -huh. for a couple of years now. And it's a job I really enjoy, but kids are definitely very impressionable, uh, you know, on that point. Uh -huh. So I don't, I think, this is tricky. <laughs> because You're still a kid you yourself. You said, <laughs> no, you said it's not very easy to screw up a kid, you don't think. And I think that isn't, is true, but along the same lines, it's, very easy to set a kid down the wrong path. Down the right, yeah. You'll never yeah. do it in one thing, but you can definitely influence them down the wrong path. Yeah, I, 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 won't, I won't disagree with that, no. Yeah. They're just very, very impressionable. Do not get caught swearing in front of a child. The, yeah. Don't go for it. <laughs> but then, then at the same time, it's like you can also grow up in a house with crap tons of swearing, and then you could like go away to college and like have like the worst mouth ever and then all of a sudden just decide halfway through that you're gonna like just change your ways and go back to being polite all the time. And Bullshit! <laughs> Look Jeremy, we all know how you were raised, okay? God, is that you? Sasquatch <laughs> in the bush. <laughs> it's where I learned everything I know. Um, no, like... <laughs> did you just cut to yourself crying in the corner? He was not crying. He's just... Making funny faces. Making, making a face. Faces with tears rolling down his eyes. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, our, our backup for you in case you didn't show up today was going to be Jeremy. Oh, that's, that's fun. So we were going we to hack while he was live switching. So Those we, are equal. Yeah, equal choices. Well, you were complaining yesterday that you were, you were like the first chance, second chance. I wasn't complaining. No, I was just being sarcastic. <laughs> I tend to be sarcastic about a lot of things. So were you influenced you in your past by your parents to become a sarcastic twat? Who was sarcastic <laughs> in your family? My dad. Oh, I okay. am... Tons of adults have told me this. Adults. <laughs> tons, tons of adults. Tons of people have told me this, inc including Mark, actually, that I am pretty much exactly like my dad was at my age. Oh, my gosh. Which is good, I think. 
is get well growing up you look up to your dad right mm-hmm. so you're always, you're always trying to like so my goal as a child was i want to be exactly like him <laughs> and now you've done it yep wow but probably funnier <laughs> me and my friends were talking about that the other day when we were driving around and um, the one who was driving was getting like really self-conscious about like when he was stopping and stuff like that and we all just got on the topic of how we we're all just turning into our fathers and uh, because like we like we'd get after like our one friend Ange would just play the music really really loud with the windows down like middle of the night like you shouldn't do that you're gonna disrupt the neighbors and it's like oh my gosh I sound like my dad but like we just got on the topic like oh my gosh like these, these, I do this one thing it's just like how my da- like just like what my dad does now so yeah we're all just in a, in a sort of weird way, just whether we like it or not, whether we're trying to or not, we're all just kind of recessing back to what our dads kind of taught us growing up. Well, more accurately, your parents, right? Like, look at what I was saying earlier, your kids can be easily set down a path, right? Mm-hmm. Just by what's around them, what they see. They're influenced very easily. My dad was very self co- uh, safety conscious. So he like, oh my gosh, he wouldn't let me have like a hard candy, like candy that you suck on until I was like probably 15. And like, because my brother, like... I'm sorry, you got a, you got a phone in grade six. <laughs> but my, I couldn't have hard candy until I was, like, 15. Yeah, it's because my brother, like, nearly choked to death on one, and my dad, like, went and saved the day. And if you met my dad, he's, he's kind of... He launches into that, like, first aid, first responder mentality, like that. And it's just, like, superhero dad is going to run in and save the day. And he's like, are you okay? Do you need me to assist you in any way? And it's like, oh, gosh, dad, here we go. Like but I do the same thing. I like to think most dads would do that for those kids. <laughs> I like then there wouldn't be a dad who'd oh, be yeah. like, you got this, you're fine, Ocho. No, no, my, my, my dad will, you will never hear him say that. You'll never hear him say like, I, I believe you can do this on your own. It's like in any way he can assist you, he will do it. Okay. Um, to the point where, it's, it's very frustrating, but to the point where like I went out with a couple friends to Walmart and the one guy's like really high energy, really, really, really high peak energy, eccentric, not so. Um, really funny guy though. So, but, so he thought it'd be really funny to just fake having a seizure. So he just collapsed in the middle of the aisle and just started like faking a seizure. And the ladies, like the lady beside him, was like freaking out. And I didn't know him that well, so I like clicked immediately into like first responder mode. Like, I went over like supported his head, like trying to get him room. And I was like trying to was trying to figure out like how serious this was, what, what I needed to do next. And then he started laughing. And I thought, oh my god, I was so mad at him. Like you literally put me in a, in a like my adrenaline got running. You put me in this whole new headspace. I was like ready to be super safety man. <laughs> I was like, I turned, into, turned right into my dad, right in a, right in a split instant. <laughs> that sounds like the worst kind of friend to have. Well, John, yeah, uh, that, that, that's, a, that's a bad <laughs> example of, of who he is. He's, he was, he's, a, he's a funny, sweet guy. That's like an extreme situation with him, but he is just ridiculously high energy. He has to always be laughing and making other people laugh, so. Oh, gosh. I can't imagine being like in a store shopping and all of a sudden my friend's like, Hey, do you know what'd be funny? And then they just have. Oh no no! There's there's no there's no lead up to it. It's I just f- like I feel like I'm laughing too much. <laughs> 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 well, it's like, like a joke a minute, and all of a sudden he just goes right into an act, and it's like, oh. You guys are both like that's terrible. I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of funny. Yeah, you probably get along with him great. Right. He's, he's sarcastic. You're sarcastic enough you could get along <laughs> with him. Oh, like I would I would probably react the exact same way you did, but I just in my head it sounds funny. Like oh, that was a good one. You got me. Ha ha. You got me. I was worried for your safety. <laughs> <laughs> nice prank. Well, then I get all self-conscious. Like, oh, people are judging me because I hang out with this guy. And then someday he is going to have a seizure and you're just going to mm. be like, no. oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I probably would fall for it every single time, this, just uh, in case. The storybook was you got read to sleep with at the night. Uh, the boy who cried seizure? <laughs> the boy who cried, I am having a seizure. Oh, gosh. Uh, Please don't make that the title of the podcast. <laughs> the boy who cried Ooh. seizure. <laughs>
Jeez. No, I'll probably title this like we have no idea what we're doing. The or no something seizure like podcast. <laughs> no topic. We yet to find our topic of the day. <laughs> yeah. Did we find a topic of the day? Well, we, we'll use one of these as our title. Well, Lizzie, you, you're like that with your friends, right? You were always, I know you've told me before that you kind of seem like the mom friend in your group. Oh, right? I 100% am. I am very yeah. much the friend that like, if they're going, like, I am the kind of person where my friends will want to get together at like 1030 at night and be going into town and doing stuff. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, it's like almost bedtime. Like, bring, bring a flashlight and blankets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And whenever they want to go and do like crazy things or just goof around, like I'm very much the person that's always like, no, like we shouldn't do that. That's not safe. Or like the voice of reason, basically. Yeah. Or you, like, you always have like those friends, like I'm gonna ride my skateboard down this precarious ramp off into the lake where there's like floating debris or something like that, and you're just like, wow, that's not safe. Yeah. You, you, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like you have like that daredevil friend who just wants to do yeah, something he rides that's his not. Skateboard off a ramp into the lake. I'm just we talking. About I'm talking about a very specific <laughs> moment from my past, but you know. <laughs> when you were Bart Simpson. No, but the guy was, he, he could be comparable to Bart Simpson. Safety first. <laughs> Perfect. Jeremy's on, on it. See, that's, that's the message we're trying to get. Safety first podcast. Welcome really to really the safety podcast. <laughs> the safety first podcast. The, yeah. safe, the safety dance podcast. Yeah. Is that what is that, what that song's called? The we safety can, dance? The safety dance that we can dance if we want to. Yeah, that's the safety dance. Yeah. I've okay. never I was going to say, if you guys have neither heard, neither, okay, you're just too young. <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. I know what it is. I'm glad you, you? I know. You have my approval. A surprising amount of random pop culture. Here it comes. Just yeah. to get references. Oh, we're just going to play the safety dance now? I've never. This is a Tim Hortons commercial, but oh. we could play well, the safety dance. Guys, for the double cups, you don't burn yourself. <laughs> Roll up the rim is back. Why and didn't we just do a whole safety podcast? Safety podcast. I don't know. The correct way great. to. D- how do we play sound, Jared? We're just going to show the video. What the heck? This is the music video for the safety dance without sound. Why are we watching this? <laughs> Anyways, roll up the rim is back, and I have to win a TV, a car, or the so money. Anyways, you were returning to us something we've already talked about. Yeah, we talked about this already. Because your brother won the money. My brother won $5,000. That's right. Which is insane. That's insane. And I'm so pissed because I, my parents want to get like a, like the exact TV that you win, like the 55-inch 4K UHD TV, and I'm like, okay, I have to win that. My car is completely off the road, just broken, so I need a car. Or if I win the money, I can buy the TV and, you know, put a little bit towards the car. So I need to win this, this, the, 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 the roll the rim contest, what I'm saying. So if you guys need to buy as much cups as you can, then just give me whatever you win. That sounds fair for me. Yeah, totally fair. Despite <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I have never, and I mean never, won anything. Not even a coffee or donut? Nothing. Really? Yes. I, like, every year I at least win a good, like, three to four donuts, coffees, average. I've legitimately never won anything. I'm pretty sure it's rigged against me. It's ridiculous. My, my dad is ridiculously good at like going from coffee to free coffee to free coffee to free donut to free coffee. He just, he wins almost every time. At least that's what it was like How last year. How does he win year. a free coffee off that free donut? Well, you like, that's uh, true. But he, like, he gets the free donut and he buys a coffee with it yeah, and then he gets it. You know what I mean. You get Being sarcastic. I this is that. this is what I, to, I told you this yesterday, that you're, that you're sarcastic to the point that I just, I buy into sarcasm like that. I'm like um, the kids you were talking about yesterday, the kids who just don't know when someone's being sarcastic. Oh, yeah. I well, never got past that stage. Children love sarcasm. And that sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but it's, I'm not. And I've, I've told you guys before, but it, it's, it's true, you know? Uh, they're either too young to understand you're being sarcastic, or they're old enough to see you're being sarcastic, in which case they just love it because they notice that I treat everyone with sarcasm. <laughs> so they go, well, he's treating us like an equal. That's great. He's giving us respect. 
What if they have like a different theory about it? Well, they're wrong. <laughs> I've, I've yet to run into a kid who thinks that. Yeah. I was... Or is not scared enough to tell me that they think that. <laughs> I would be... Like, I, I don't know. Depends if you're like sarcastic all the time. Because I was like one of those kids. I'm like, can we just like be real for like five seconds? No, Ryan is one of the people that are sarcastic all the time. I can get real. Well, the thing is, the thing is, there'll be stages. I'm not real with you doesn't mean I'm never real. There'll be like stages of, of like my friendship with someone who's that sarcastic. It's like at first I'll just buy into it all the time, and then everything you say I will not believe. That's kind of what happened. <laughs> it's like, Ruben, I went and got you this coffee. Like, that coffee's not for me. You're like, okay, now it's not. Nice moments does he come to? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, like at the beginning when we started our co-op together in September, like I always believed everything that you were saying. Oh yeah, and then you're then like, you I'm being sarcastic, and then I'm like, oh okay, and now I'm just like, he's just always sarcastic. Like you just yeah. can't. Can't take you seriously, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no buts about it. You forgot to wear your shirt. <laughs> you forgot to wear your shirt. Why does everyone hate me? <laughs> <laughs> But you guys have noticed this because we, we went out for uh, lunch the other day and uh, I'm sure you noticed I was super awkward around everyone who wasn't you guys. If I there don't, if really I don't know somebody. No, that was our waiter. He was super awkward. No, but the I was also was very awkward. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I don't know somebody, I am super polite and super awkward. I'm only like sarcastic with people if I'm comfortable with them because I know they can take a joke. Oh, so it's kind of like it's uh, almost like a personal icebreaker. I do this thing where whenever I meet someone and I just don't know them, I will talk to them, and I have to like hang, like if it's, a, if it's a work environment, I will just talk to them like we've been friends forever. And usually it's okay, because usually like most people are like, all right, sweet, let's just chum around and chat about stuff. It's kind of weird, but like occasionally I'll bump to that person who's like, you are passing by so many boundaries and I'm not comfortable with this. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Because I'll just, I'll just immediately just start chilling out with everyone the same way. I just, I don't want to like go through layers of ice breaking, like, oh, we can't, you know, talk about this because we've only met each other yesterday or we can't, like, here's the following rules that you have to follow. Like, I, it's not okay if I buy you lunch or something like that. Ugh. I think those rules are definitely there for a reason, though. No. You cannot just go up to random people and act like you've known them forever. Don't I, do that. I don't do it in the extreme sense. Like, I don't walk up to, like, perfect strangers and then just, like, make it super uncomfortable. I try, like, I, I don't have a very good comfort sensor or whatever you might say, but at the same time, I do know when it's like too far. That or they just tell me and I go, okay, fine, fuck up. <laughs> Lizzie, how do you meet strangers? <laughs> uh, how do you break the ice with new people? I think I'm usually just nice to them. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't I'm know. I'm back I to when we met. I don't think nice checks out. <laughs> Why was I not nice to I'm you? Just messing with you. Okay. You're nice to everybody. Sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> bought it, damn it, I bought it again. No, I don't know, like when I, I don't know, when I first, like, meet people, I think I usually just try to get, like, some kind of a conversation going. Yeah. Do, but do you do that thing where it's, like, the weather? Small talk. You're just referring to small talk. Yeah. <laughs> I probably do small talk, but I don't do it, like, about the weather. Like, I think when I, like, was, like, trying to get to know you, like, I'd be, like, where, you, like, what school did you go to? And then I'd be, like, like, why did you come to faux pop? And then you started talking about, I want to go to school for film and blah, blah, blah. And then we just, like... You just go from there. Pretty sure the first three days we didn't say anything to each other. And that, that was, was your fault. Then, <laughs> you made some sarcastic comment and that's like no talking for a few days. That was really quick and really accusatory. You always sat in like the, the corner in the old station and you would always have your back turned and you'd always have your headphones on. And that was on purpose. Like because they, had <laughs> they gave me work I to do. I thought it was on purpose. No, I think you were just 
Being but I think the absolutely. Yeah. But we're all friends now, right? We're friends, right? Oh, we're besties. Who are you? <laughs> you didn't know his last name at the beginning. Yeah, that's <laughs> that does. A good I point. don't know anyone's name. I do you know my last name? Rose. No, that's my middle name. Oh. <laughs> this is a good try, though. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, that no. is the no topic podcast <laughs> for today, folks. <laughs> no kidding. We actually are out of time. Oh. Yeah. Wow. But that's how, that's, how, that's how it works. We just should, should we go over time in case we need to cut something? How, how does this work? No, it's fine. No, 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 no but that, that, that's literally just how it works. Like I got an appointment. <laughs> I got places to be. We literally just talk about thing to thing to thing until we run out of time, and then we have to like somehow grind it to a stop. This wasn't a warm-up. <laughs> no, we, we've, been kidding. Rolling, we've been rolling this whole time. Ryan just didn't know. That classic prank. Yeah. yeah. We just record somebody. Gotcha. And then, now that you know it's recording, you'd be like... <laughs> I'm just done talking. Let me straighten my back up and put on my, uh, my nice <laughs> smile. I don't have a nice smile. <laughs> oh, is it just on me now? Okay, yeah. that's... <laughs> you always a nice smile. Okay, but actually we do have to wrap this up. So this has been fun. Next week you will have your typical host back, so you don't <laughs> have to deal with us anymore. And thanks to... Am I is that an, a ham that we have to thank you? No, that you're supposed to look at the other camera. What other that camera? One. That one? <laughs> 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 That's oh, great. Man. Hey, <laughs> thanks for coming to the No Topic <laughs> Podcast. Next week you will have Time Lord back, so you won't have to deal with us anymore. So it's been fun. We'll talk to you later, Internet. Sorry, Ty. <laughs>